Catholics don't make up these things. They want to they want to make us out like we make it up. That's because they've been split 895 times, so they're not really sure what, how to get back there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't want to have a church that Martin Luther decided was good enough for him. I want one that Jesus decided to start. I want one that Peter, the people that walked with Christ, they decided was good enough for them. That's what I want. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. Your boys are back in town. Back in town. Actually, I don't think we ever left town because we're still in town. Yeah, we're yeah. still for a we month, stayed, and then I'm out yeah, of town. We stayed in town. We stayed in town because we're sheltering in place. Again, rewind, rewind. What's up, boys? What's up? All Come right, on. we are here for another episode. Appreciate all the uh, the feedback we have been getting thus far, but you got to continue to share, like, subscribe. Yeah, we have some real ones out there. For Shout real. out to all those real ones <clears throat> that stay consistent. Just got to make sure we keep sharing it. Our boy Colin out in North Island. Shout yeah. out to to you. That's are, man. You are a real one, so we appreciate appreciate that's, it. So, that, that's the realest one. He got the award this year. You guys <laughs> maybe go next year, but 2020 belongs to our Irish fella. Our Irish man, Colin. So shout out to you, man. Hopefully you're staying blessed and safe. So uh, as usual, kicking it over to Meeks for a little bit of inspiration. Uh, today, um, you know, as we've said before, our intended audience, we really want to get those people who, people we grew up with, people that are like us, that... Um, are just searching for truth. We want, we're, you know, we're, our intended audience is truth seekers, not necessarily those people who already really get it. Although those people are nice, and maybe they can, you know, hopefully we shed a different light on different things that they, different uh, views and perspectives that they haven't seen before. But we're not Patrick Coffin or Scott Hahn or these people that are super high. But we want to get those people that we felt like don't have someone that is representative in different. Uh, Catholic circles or Protestant circles or church in general and those people who maybe have uh, some sort of foundation in faith but Mm. aren't necessarily living that out because maybe the people around them aren't and we're those examples for them and so I thought you know maybe sometimes as people who have gotten really into this over the years and me and Kelly have been uh, practicing our whole lives maybe some of the things that we say could be a little bit too much for those those people or they're not really understanding where we are exactly so we decided to have one about just simply why become Catholic? Mm. Why is it that, why should we choose that? So we have a couple of friends I know that I have that I've listened to a couple, maybe one or two, and they like what we have to say. And so for those people, I like to have a video where it's like, you know what, this is why you should come to our side, essentially. And there's two ways you can really look at it, right? There's like the, the part where it's like Catholic in the umbrella of Christianity, why be Christian, why follow this lifestyle why try to choose virtue over pleasure why try to do all these kind of things and then there's the why choose the catholic church itself over Mm -hmm. some of these others over mormonism or lutherans or all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i mean obviously as somebody who's um a revert to the faith i think that's it's super critical important that we actually have this discussion because there's um, that group that we are trying to reach, you know, kind of those who may be on the fringes, really we're hoping to, to find all those truth seekers out there. Like why, why do we choose to start a podcast called Priest, Prophet, King? Why do we choose to live out this Catholic Christian faith every day and to be vocal about it, right? Not just put it in this little box, compartmentalize, 
carry carry on as as if we're you know that's only our private thing, but we're actually trying to go to the mountaintops and to, and to preach this gospel and to, to bring it to everybody. So yeah, I think this is a really important one. Um, and for those of you who are out there, you may feel like we have been saying things that you know you may. I mean, we're trying to, to cater to you know broad audience. Some people that who know about Patrick Coffin or Scott Hahn and, and are ready for those meat and potatoes and want to get a little bit deeper as far as philosophy and theology. But there are those who are just, just know us, right. As far as, you know, our friends um, who have a mutual respect and, or just kind of curious about what's going on over here. Why would you go and start a podcast, put together a set, spend money, put in equipment and talk about Jesus, talk about Christianity. What say you County? Um, I mean, kind of going off what Meeks was saying, like we have our own circles that um, respect us and listen to us. And it's like, you know, I'm vibing with it. It's like, it's cool. But what am I going to do in my own circle that has no idea what Catholicism, maybe even no idea what Christianity. Mm-hmm. And I'm living my life just kind of doing my thing, maybe working out or I'm just going to work, man, or finishing school. Like what, what am I supposed to do? So I think this episode supposed to be like, you know, here's something that maybe would have been really um, impactful or insightful for my own life if I was in that place, um, given our own background. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, dude, that would have been dope if I heard that, you know? Um, So I think we're just trying to provide those little insights of like why we are so on fire about the Catholic faith and and would want to defend it. And we want to um, continue to learn more about it. And um, we have a lot of pride in it. Um, so that we can share it to those people who are vibing with us, but now they can, they can start to develop their own identity within their faith journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I guess diving into it and this is kind of reaching back all the way to the very first, the true faith real talk episode that we did, but me and Keone get, uh, guest starred on, um, that really started this whole podcast thing. And, you know, for us, as I said, you know, with those two different parts for us, it became why to choose we had to choose to live out our faith as we said and we had to, we both chose to go to franciscan and we could have chosen to go to a lot of different places we could have been you know pretty fruity or weird by now or whatever we could have chose to do anything we wanted and so we had to choose to live that and i think for me personally which i know a lot of um my personal friends see that i talk to a lot it's just that this the life that's offered outside of faith is just it's empty it's um uh can be traumatizing at times and the stuff that they're feeding into you and um just makes you very lost and and i think everyone has this faith foundation a lot of people especially ethnic groups have a lot of good strong faith foundations um obviously you know guam's a, a culturally catholic place mexico's a culturally catholic place um a lot of these i think groups are have that a little bit foundation so they, you know, they like to point to scripture sometimes, or like they like to do these certain things that bring it to them, but only in times when, you know, it's kind of convenient or if it comes across your timeline, then, oh yeah, let me share that. Cause that one kind of, that one kind of hit nicely or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And so for us, it was like, or for me, at least personally, it was like getting to a point where that wasn't just, a, that wasn't enough for me. Like, I, I think I needed to, to go a step further. Cause I recognize, you know what, this is the truth. And that means if it's the truth, then I should be seeking it more so. I shouldn't be ignoring it and, and um, you know, ignoring it Monday to Saturday, but then I'll bring it up on Sunday or I should ignore it just besides on Wednesdays when I'm going to confirmation or when I'm going to youth group or whatever it is. And so 
it was really the idea that like what the world had to offer I knew wasn't enough. I knew it wasn't going to do me any good. I knew I was just going to end up being lost and in the same in the same boat as everyone else. I didn't want to be like everyone else. And so we had enough background of going to talks and stuff like that, having you guys as parents to understand like, sure, maybe you guys want to try this out, but it's not going to work out for you. And then, so for us, it was just a matter of like, this is, this is nothing. I mean, what are we doing? If you're just going after whoever you want and all this kind of idea and watch it, whatever you want, let's see whatever you want. That's for a while. It just gets like, what am I even doing in my life? You know, I'm like, mm. what is this? What does this mean? What am I, where am I going with this? And so for me, that's like why I was starting to choose faith. Cause it's like, you're just seeing, do you want to ha- be happy? Like, do you want to live a, a purposeful life? Do you want to accomplish things? Then you, you have to step away from those. And no matter what you do, and we always bring up sports references and stuff like that. You have to move with purpose and everything you do has to contain purpose in order to live a purposeful life or else you're just going to be floating in the air. I didn't want to just be floating. I didn't want to be like everyone else because everyone else is just honestly a lot of losers, especially where we are in Modesto. It's like not a, not the greatest environment of people to be around. It's a lot of people who just kind of whatever. They're mediocre about life. They don't really move towards anything. We have a decently strong faith community, but then that fluctuates and you have ill stuff. And so you just look mm-hmm. around yourself and you're just saying, I want to be more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, like, from for me starting off, um, it's funny how, like, God uses, like, the characteristics he gives you so that he can kind of plant that seed and it resonates with you more in that area more than it would for someone else because he, he gives you your own path. Mm-hmm. And I remember in middle school, um, I would always argue with my friends about if Kobe's better than LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're diehard Laker fans. Mm-hmm. And so I would go at it. And I was always like trying to, whatever I believed in, I was so passionate about it. And I think we, we all have that, that passion. Like, mm-hmm. no, bro, Kobe's the GOAT. Like, what do you mean? His footwork, his, you know, it was like we would just go at it in middle school. And then when I got to high school, um, still that same passion, but I, now I'm at a Protestant school. And so I'm, te- I'm learning their Bible, I'm learning their teachings, and I'm like, I didn't learn this in catechism class. <laughs> so let me go home, because I was taught Catholic. That's my, you know, and I'm, I know that's the truth. And so now I'm starting, like, that passion is starting to come up. I'm like, no, man, I'm not going to have some teacher tell me that we're wrong. So I would go and do my own research. I have discussions with you guys, you know, and everything. And then it started to become this, like, desire to see the truth. And then you start to have, it like, a... Uh, a pride or like a a call to defend it mm. and once you start to appreciate it and, and you know going to the steubenville conferences now you're starting to like see other people who are on fire and it's like okay this is pretty cool mm-hmm. and but it's still not my faith yet like it's still like uh like Meeks was saying like monday through saturday we're kind of chilling sunday okay now it's game time but it wasn't until franciscan and even after i graduated uh franciscan where it was like okay now this is my faith now every day what are you doing? Are you falling back, falling farther away from God? Or are you getting closer to him? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what started to me. So like those people who, you know, maybe not, they don't really know where to begin. I think God does a really good job. I mean, he's God of meeting us right where we're at. He knows exactly where we are and he knows what gifts he's given us. He knows the situation we're in right now. And he's saying, just start there. Mm-hmm. Like he knew how passionate I am about sports. And it was funny because basketball is what got me to Franciscan. At the end of the day, that was the mm-hmm. the final, um, I don't know, uh, icing on the cake. Like, okay, I get to hoop over there, mm-hmm. you know, and God knows that. And he draws you into himself based on what we like. And so, you know, I think that's just some insight for like those people. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm vibing with you. 
just like start where you're at and just be open with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say for me, I mean, obviously you boys are more familiar with the uh, the the journey, both for, for mom and I. Matter of fact, mom and I just we recorded um, our podcast and we brought this up because we uh, we brought up the, the fact that we we know life and we know marriage. We know family outside of God, outside of the church. And so living very worldly, right, just trying to do it on our own and going with the world. So, so, you know, we're fit, we're in shape, we're going out to the gym. Okay, we're going after that that degree. We're both graduate students. We get that. And then we're still, we get the house, we get the nice cars. And we're like, okay, there's, we're still empty. We're still broken. We're still wounded. And we had brought up, talked about the ACE study, right, the Adverse Childhood Experience Study. And we looked at the 10 different things that they look at. And it was, you know, it's a great study. I can, you know, it's something we talked about in our marriage podcast, my, uh, my wife and I. And, um, and we were just talking about there's 10 things that they look at that basically two thirds of us all struggle with. So two thirds based on this study, it's over 17,000 people all have at least one ACE at one, at least one adverse childhood experience. And it was talking about um, there's abuse, there's neglect and there's household dysfunction. So it talks about um, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, it talks about um, uh, physical and emotional neglect. And it talks about things that are dysfunctional. So you may have experienced something with separation, divorce, mental illness, incarceration, um, domestic violence and or mental illness. So it kind of rounds it out. And so mom and I had this kind of epiphany when you know mom came across this study, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And, and it says that anybody who scores four or more of those, so every time you answer yes to one of those, right, you get an A score of one. Mom and, and so it says people with four or more of those are uh, two and a half times likely to, um, you know, suffer heart disease or like lung cancer and two and a half more times to get, you know, a heart disease. They're four and a half more times to be depressed. They're 12 and a half more times to be suicidal. And you have literally a 20 year lifespan difference between somebody who suffers four plus ACE scores versus somebody who doesn't, meaning you will live 20 years less than that person. And so when mom and I were going through it, it was just like, wait a minute, we're, we're four and beyond. I think if I go through that, technically speaking, I have eight of those, eight out of 10. So, and I can probably make an argument for the ninth one. Um, so I need to kind of go back and reflect on that. But my, my, what is my point in that? My point is we tried it the other way. We tried it living it to the world. We tried living to the culture. We tried it with a, a you know, a, a liberal mindset. We tried being, you know, th- we were basically the devil's puppet, right? The playground. And it failed us miserably. And then you have a choice to make, especially for us, for those of us who are parents out there. And I know there's some parents that are watching this, right? That at that point, we have to make a decision. Well, what's my kid's A score going to be? Right. And when we looked at the teachings of the church, specifically now we're talking Catholicism, because, um, you know, that is that for us, that's the, the faith that we're choosing. And that's the, the, the and we're going to talk a little bit about this historically, but that's the church that Jesus Christ started. But everything that the church stands for is the prevention to all 10 of those aces. So if 67% of us actually suffer from ACEs today, 67%, right? And you're looking for a way to prevent, treat, and heal from that, it's faith, right? And you got to go seek out mental health. There's a point that professional help. There's some medical stuff you got to go take care of. But I'm saying, 
Who stands for the dignity of the human person? Who stands for marriage and the nuclear family? Who stands for the domestic church, which is marriage and family? Who is teaching us how to grow in virtue and in sanctity and in holiness? Who is teaching us that there's actually a higher calling than what we're doing in this temporal life, that there's this thing called um, heaven and or hell, right, that we're all going to be headed to, believe in it or not, right? So for, for me personally, I said, okay, I tried all that. And I end up worse off. Matter of fact, I ended up hurting the people that I love the most, including myself. So it, mine's coming from a very different experience. Like, no, man, I tried all that. And I almost lost my life, my, my wife and my family because of it. I ain't playing that game anymore. And now I'm experiencing something so amazing, so beautiful. I never would have even considered, never even dreamed of, not in my wildest imagination, never would have thought of. So like any of y'all that are like, all right, John, I want to know more. Come holla at me. Right. Send a little message, because seriously, you will never convince me that the person standing before you today, you will never convince me that there is no God and that this church isn't the true church. That's that's where I'm coming from. Like, I've been there, done that. I've tried it my way and felt miserably. And so that's a lot of the message, too. That's the people that I preach to as well. It's like, hey, bro, how's that working out for you? Because it didn't work out for me and it doesn't work out for a lot of people. So I think that's the when I come with that same zeal and that fire and that fervor for the faith that I live today. It's because my faith saved me and ultimately saved our family. Right. Yeah. If I could add uh, to that real quick, it just made me think about um, kind of like the reason why to go into faith or a life of actually pursuing virtue and stuff. I think it's like to actually form like a real identity like to be an individual in that way because it's just so many sheep that just want to do the same thing like everyone you just want money and you want to have whatever it is you want the, everyone wants the same exact thing and it's like what does that matter though like wh what are you actually doing because i know a lot of people like i'm saying my friends got a faith foundation and they believe there's a god if you believe there's a god then you know that one then you know one day when you die you're gonna face him he's gonna ask you what did you do and then if you're just gonna go and say well you know you know i had a good job and had a couple whips that were pretty nice and in um my jordan collection is nasty like you got to see that it, like it doesn't matter you know like yeah. and so so many people have this faith foundation but don't act like they do yeah and it's just this kind of living thing like the world and yeah. it's just like this whole um bishop baron everyone got reasonable oh well you know what i didn't murder anybody that kind of idea and it's just like like take a hold of your life and like do something with it. like actually do something with it it doesn't take that hard i mean sure it's it's hard to be successful in any field but it's not that hard to work a nine to five and move your way up and stuff like that. it's been done what's hard is is being a saint what's hard is trying to go to heaven that's what's hard yeah. and so it's like that's the thing that we also got to realize that's the, that's the reason why we try to take a hold of our faith because like we realize that at the end of the day the only thing that matters is when god asks you what did you do that's it and if you don't believe in that then i mean good luck but for us, if anyone that claims, you know, it goes back to our episode two, belief in God, for anyone that claims that they have this faith, like live that out and understand that like, dude, what am I going to do so that when God asks me, at least I can, I can say confidently that, you know, I chose you or I get, you gave me these gifts and I multiplied them in these ways. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, well, what do you, what do you mean? I got, I got a, I got one Corinthians 13 on my forearm. Mm. no one cares like sick verse look at something else it's like i mean i have there's 12 other guys right there i have the same exact verse like I actually read the bible every now and then mm -hmm. or something like that you know what i mean and so yeah we were talking about that right you if you're rolling around and you've got you know our lady guadalupe sticker on or you know you're wearing a rosary on your neck but you never pray it or you have you have yeah. no idea what that apparition was about i'm like this is the part of the issue where people are looking who don't have the faith are looking at it man you a bunch of hypocrites dude you know what i mean it's the it's the um 
it's the mafia dude who murders, you know, who murders the dude on the weekend, you know, cheats on his wife as well, and then goes to mass on Sunday. Mm -hmm. This is what people are seeing, right? They're going, oh, hell no, I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. Because look at these fools. And it's like, you don't realize that you're causing scandal in that way. You know, have all the tattoos you want, man. Honestly, that's your, that's your free will. But if you've never picked up the Bible to read every single day, well, what kind of Christian are you really? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was kind of going off what Meeks was saying, like, the reason why I think, especially Meeks and I, when we talk, like, why the faith is so important for us now is, like, it gives us an actual meaning in life, mm. you know? Like, we've done the sports thing. We've done, like, you know, working out. We've done the, you know, the music. We've, you know, we've done those things, and it's, like, it's cool. It has its place, for sure. Like, working out, we still do it. It's super fun. Playing basketball, we just did it today. It's <laughs> fun. But, like, at the end of the day, when you're in your room at night, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about like where you're at mentally. You're thinking about your goals and aspirations. You're thinking about who you are before the world. You're thinking about your identity, you know, and whether you want to push it away or not, because you're scrolling through your phone. So you fall asleep. You're still trying to distract yourself from it. Mm -hmm. And I think like the, the idea of the church, the Catholic church in particular, it's so just foreign to the world. And it almost like it draws. And I think that's just our personality you know, like we've never been like, oh, everyone's going to this party. So let's go to that party. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, it, it almost like makes us not want to do it. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, everyone's doing kind of contrarian, right? Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. And, you know, that could be a downfall, you know, to us because we're almost <coughs> like rebellious. But um, when I just look at the church, especially now, as I start to appreciate it, I think I just like for people who are trying to like, what, what am I supposed to do now? Just like start questioning your own lifestyle. And then what what could I do so that my life starts to look different? Yeah. You know, like, and that's where, what does the church stand for? It stands for growing in virtue. It stands for self-sacrificial love where you're like dying to yourself. You actually, there's meaning and suffering things that are so contrary to the world, you know, and meditation. Uh, I forgot the philosopher, someone who said like, uh, if you can't like the majority of people can't meditate for over an hour without like losing their mind, you know? And like, how many people do you think in this, in our, in our age group, can just actually meditate for an hour, just sit in silence. Even ours. Without, yeah, without going crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just a sign of the times. Like we have been so distracted, like, and um, just drawn every which way that we're so, we're, our, our focus has been lost. And so when I see like what the Catholic Church teaches and like what the Mass is, it like focuses us on something so different, something outside of ourself that you really see a glimpse of heaven in. And what the church teaches, um, is something that takes all the things we've been passionate in, those virtue that you do in sports, you know, you, you wake up early to grind, you know, you push yourself to the limit. All those things are, are great there, but that's temporal. Your body is going to go away, you know, you're going to get older, but like actually growing in virtue and, and, and your soul actually spiritually getting strong mm -hmm. is what actually gives that, that meaning. So I would say like, you know, when, we started going more into our faith, you start to figure out who you are before God. And like, that's something that you're constantly trying to learn more about. And like God continues, continuously reveals more and more to you when you're ready. And I think that's where you're like, okay, I know my purpose. Yeah. I was going to say, um, you know, it's a couple of things that came to my mind when you were, when you were kind of talking right now, Keone was, I think two things, this, it's written in us because we were made from God. We, you know, as 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 Christians, as Catholics, anybody who's a, a Bible believing uh, Christian understands Genesis, right? That we were all made in the image and likeness of God. Therefore, when you're made from God, you're made. We're actually made to worship, 
right? We're, and really worship, right worship is worshiping God. And so what happens is for those of us who, those of you out there who may be struggling with the faith is if you root God out, you're just going to replace that with something else. So you'll worship maybe music, Maybe you're going to worship a movement. Maybe you're going to worship um, some type of hobby that you're doing. Maybe you worship yourself, right? And I often tell people, you know, it's not that you don't believe in God. You just think you're him, right? And that's part. So that gap, that God-sized void in your life will be filled by something else, right? It'll be filled with the worldly things. It'll be filled. And then when you realize, as you have both you boys been talking about, that all that is um, limited and really, it just, it's really empty. It's not satisfying. Then you're struggling so what's the next thing, right? The two things that are, are they're intricately connected are identity and mission. So everybody out there is grasping at what, who am I and what's my purpose in life? And most people try to find out who they are by what's by their purpose. And so when you're trying to fill that purpose by, okay, it's, well, maybe it's my job, my career, man, my, I, you know, I don't know what I do with that work. And I'm like, man, you live to work. I work to live, right? What I'm most passionate about is my faith in my family. Right. I mean, so when people say, oh, I'm living the dream, bro, working at Amazon's living the dream. Eh, what's really working at Tesla's living the dream. That's that's OK. I had different kinds of dreams than that. But it's like there's that piece. And then the other side of it for the for those. And I want to get into, you know, the Catholic piece makes. So I'll kick it over to you. But the other piece is so we're all built to worship and you're going to worship something. But the other piece is for those that may be struggling. Think about what we're saying. We talked about um, you brought up you know, the working out thing and the basketball thing and then like the school thing and then it's the career thing, right? Whatever it may be. But it's like you you take the approach of being the best version. Like you're saying, all right, I'm gonna go after it, man. I'm gonna go get my money. So that what are you gonna do? I'm gonna go and get this trade or this skill set. I'm gonna go get my degree and I'm gonna go after it. I'm gonna go start this, you know, this, whatever. I'm gonna be this YouTuber or whatever it may be. And you do everything. You watch every YouTube about it. You read all on other people that are about it. Um, you start making changes in your life to try to get there. Same thing with sports. I wanna be the best basketball player. You're putting in work. I wanna be the best football player. You're putting in work. All of this, you're willing to sacrifice, deny yourself, discipline yourself, surround yourself with people of like mind, watch hours and hours of YouTube, read a bunch of different articles so that you can be, or you can obtain this specific success in your mind. And yet, how much more than with God, right? So it's like this whole point of us grasping. So you're trying to find your identity through whatever that purpose is and you're grasping, you know? So anyway, that was just kind of a, something I wanted to, to, to throw out there. So, so why? Be Catholic, specifically Catholicism. Yeah, I should have put more emphasis on this part, but <laughs> this one has to be a little quicker. Um, I think now that I look back, obviously, initially, it's because that's all the way I was raised. Mm -hmm. But now you look back on it, and it's like, because this was the first church, and this actually means something. Like, I would hate to go to Mass, and this is not supposed to be like a, a diss. It's just like real life, I guess, for me. I would hate to go to a service, and the biggest thing I got out of it was some guy... Um, telling me about how he interprets the Bible because he spends an hour a day studying it or he spends 10 hours a week or whatever it is because he thought so. And he started, and his grandfather started this church in 1983. Like that's, that's what, that's the is. That's the fulfillment of God. You're the, we pass all these things at the church of Christ. You're church of Christ or a church of Tom Johnson that started it in 60 mm -hmm. years ago. You know what I mean? And so like, that's what I think about now is like, Jesus started our church and then all the things that we do reflect him. So we talked about the real, real presence. Every time he, he had an, uh, an opportunity to kind of de-emphasize, no, no, you're not really eating me. He intensifies his language, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of those things come from, that comes from the Bible. We're not creating, like Catholics don't make up these things. They want to they make us out like we make it up. 
that's because they've been split 895 times. So they're not really sure what, how to get back there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't want to have a church that Martin Luther decided was good enough for him. I want one that Jesus decided to start. I want one that Peter, the people that walked with Christ, they decided was good enough for them. That's what I want to lose their life. And so, <laughs> and to think for 1500 years, you know, we had the same, we are, we are all centered around the Eucharist, the whole, most holy thing above any Tom or Nicholas or whoever is preaching up there. Instead of having that guy at the center with your lights and your cool little rock star theme and all that kind of stuff, there was actually what everyone believed to be Jesus Christ in the center. Yeah. And like, that's the most beautiful thing. Cause it's like, we want to, the reason why I'm Catholic is because you want a faith that actually pushes you and not in the sense of like to grow in a virtue, but to understand it even to understand the faith. Like it pushes you to say like, you need to know more. <clears throat> if like we were talking about with the mass, if the Latin mass doesn't make sense to you. That's your fault. You're not going out and doing it. The resources are there. The church has been 2000 years. Then you need to understand it. That's on you for not understanding it. Mm-hmm. Not that you need to go be fluent in Latin tomorrow, but that's your opportunity to meditate and say like, let me bring my mind. It's not like, a point where how can I occupy my mind in this hour with responses, with singing, with all this stuff so that I don't really have to think about the big things. You should be thinking about the big things in mass and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point is like of being Catholic. It's like this is something that not only is everyone can understand was the first church before there is schisms and stuff like that, but it's also the one that I feel like actually pushes you to be like to be like a saint. Like these other people don't they don't have those. Mm-hmm. And so, and another point is like, yeah, sure, you can point out the corruption all you want, but that's 2,000 years. You don't think we have any corruption? The, Tom, the one that Tom Johnson started is going to have corruption, within, and he started 10 years ago yeah. or 30 years ago. And so it's like, we want to point out, oh, no, 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 those, those, that's, um, the Catholic Church is corrupt. I don't want to go there. It's all man, man-made. Or, I mean, not man-made, but these are all man-driven. There's no, you know, obviously, we believe that God inspires a lot of our, a lot of our stuff, and I'm sure they do too. So that's the kind of argument you can't really use against them. Mm-hmm. But it's a point that, like, I'm going to go ahead and take mine because I've had 2,000 years of people that are now saints that we have the uh, population numbers to actually examine those things mm-hmm. and to make sure those are correct. And we have every single language. We have all the people in the world to go through it. And this is what's worked and stood the longest. So I'm going to go ahead with that one instead of the church of Christ that was started in 1972 by someone that just read the Bible a few times and thought, you know what? I don't really like this piece, but I do like this piece. And I don't really like what they teach over here. So I'm going to start right there. And that's what we've gotten to. It's like mm-hmm. the point where it's like, dude, you guys are following a bunch of just random guys that decided that they wanted to start a parish like how is that that's the one true church like that's gonna be the the tr- that's that's the one you just said you know what i'm not going to start the real church until 1970 or the uh, other flip side is that they don't believe that there's a true church is so that everybody's got you just have your own journey yeah, and that they, kind of stuff they skip over john 17 right so that's the thing for me is like you look at it it's like there's got to be something that jesus actually intended to put on this earth for us to be closest to him and i don't think it was started in uh, New York City by some angel that brought some guy tablets that he was on acid and was able to read and then decided to start this one church and then another guy said you know what I'm gonna start this one over here and all this other stuff it's just it's like I'm sorry but that can't be it I don't think Jesus waited 1800 years to finally establish church no no, no Joseph Smith you're gonna be the guy 1800 years that basically we were all a bunch of pagans again but now joseph smith's going to descend into hell and then he's going to ascend back up and bring those guys back up because we all had the wrong faith right mm-hmm. is that what it's supposed to be it's like nonsense to me yeah yeah just kind of going off of what meeks was saying with the the corruption you know that's something that people bring up too right like uh they they abuse children or you know look at all the the corruption with money and it's like jesus 
told his apostles that this would happen. And like, like be aware of, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. Why was it his whole, most, a lot of his ministry, he was going after the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious people, mm-hmm. because he knows the impact that they have on the people and he attacks them. He says, you guys have so much responsibility and so much more for his church, you know, and they're, they're humans. It's like, he chose Judas and Judas still right there, lived with him every day. And Judas still betrayed him to his face, mm-hmm. you know? And like, how can, uh, father Peter, who's our really good friend, shout out, shout out father Peter. But he, he told us, you know, I told him about the corruption and I was telling, you know, I was getting pretty passionate about it. Like we need to do something like what, you know, we need to get this, this corruption out. Cause the people would tell us like, Oh, there's corruption in your church. Like, yeah, we are more upset about it than you are, mm-hmm. you know? But father Peter was like, are you surprised? Like, this is the church that the devil hates the most. There's going to be corruption. He's going to attack human beings within the church to try to destroy it. But it's still standing to this day, 2000 years. There's no schism. You know, we haven't broke away from our doctrine. We've stayed true to our teachings, has never changed, only have gotten more enriched, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, but it's stayed true this whole time. Why do you think that the Satanist and the devil worshipers, they have black masses. They don't have black Calvary temple <laughs> services because they don't care. That's not what the, that's not how you disrespect God the most. You disrespect God by defaming the real presence of the Eucharist, drinking blood, whatever they do, having black priests. Like, shouldn't that tell you something that the, the Satan himself inspires a church that is the direct opposite of the Catholic church? Yeah. So you should, I would probably stand with the Catholic church, you know? And another thing that I wanted to point out, why the Catholic church, I had, I've had discussions with my friends about this and, you know, a lot of Protestants like, do I feel you? Like a lot of this is cool. I just want to do the Bible. I want to do what the Bible says. All right. It's like, I just want to stick to what the, what the, the, the Bible tells me. It's, you know, it's whatever's in here, man. That's all me. And I'm like, that's cool. Like I, I get you, but one, it doesn't say that in the Bible, that whatever uh, is in here, just do that. It never says that. So mm-hmm. if you can find that verse to me, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, who put that Bible together? Mm-hmm. Which that's, I think a lot of like Protestants, non-denominational, a lot of those Christians that fell away, they're so, they've gotten so far removed from history that they just kind of make up whatever they want according to what the Bible teaches. And it's like, you get lost when you're not staying true to a tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like playing telephone. Mm-hmm. And when I see, you know, people saying, I want to do whatever the Bible says, it's like, well, we put the Bible together. The Catholic church put the Bible together in the three hundreds, I believe. Yeah. 380. Like, 380. And that's a historical fact. So if you're saying that I want to do what the Bible says, you're assuming that the Bible is true because there's numerous books that were out there in circulation, but the Catholic church sat together and said, we know based on the Jesus that we knew that have been handed down for 300 years at this point, this is the Jesus that would divinely inspire these texts, not those, not the book of Judas. It's these books. So we're going to compile a, bi- a book containing these divinely inspired scripts, right? So now you're, a, you're basically in agreement that the Catholic church knew what was divinely inspired and what wasn't, mm-hmm. but they don't think that we know what, how to interpret it, yeah. you know? So they're yeah. saying like, I, I, I follow the Bible, but the Catholic church is wrong. No, you said the Catholic Church is right if you believe in the Bible. Yeah, you accept the authority of Scripture, but you won't accept the authority of the authority of Scripture. Yeah, it, right? it's it just it's very inconsistent, and so mm-hmm. I think people you want to follow the Bible, that's great, follow the Bible. But who put the Bible together? Because you start to walk away and you start to interpret it for yourself. Why do you think there's eighty thousand plus? 
churches now because you're so far removed from the history and the church has been consistent and has been taught and divinely inspired and backed by Jesus and promised that the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Mm -hmm. And this is why the church has stayed united for 2000 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think uh, just to point out a couple of things there and then we'll obviously have to kind of, you know, circle back and wrap this up. But I think a couple of things there. um, First thing I thought about when you were talking about being so removed from history is I think about Cardinal John Henry Newman, right? Who was a staunch Protestant who was completely against the Catholic church. But he said, you know what, if I'm going to be Christian, I'm going to, I'm going to find, I'm going to do, I'm going to draw myself back from where I'm standing today all the way back to Christ himself. And what he realized is what? That everybody was Catholic for 1500 years. And then that was Martin Luther that split from the church. And actually by the time that he died, there were six other, you know, I think it was about six other different denominations by the time Martin Luther died. Right. And he has a famous saying that I use often and, and Cardinal John Henry Newman, former Protestant, says to be rooted in history means to cease to be Protestant. And this isn't necessarily a slide out of Protestant brothers, but it's also to try to wake you up that Jesus didn't leave us a Bible. He left us a church, right? So what did people do for 380 years? They just kind of walk, just walked around and just waiting for the, Bible just waiting to for the Bible left. to drop in. No, no, they, they, they knew everyone. Matter of fact, you look at some of these first, um, you know, first century ones, you know, you think about the St. Uh, um, St. Ignatius of Antioch, the first time we're called, you know, on his way to martyrdom, which is, you know, right around 108, 110 AD, on his way, says wherever the Catholic Church is, Jesus Christ is. The first time you hear Catholic being used, you think about people like St. Irenaeus, right, who was a student of St. Polycarp, who was a student of St. John, right, who argued against heresies, against, this is, we're talking second, third century, right? So why am I going to believe some dude across the street at John's Well Living Well Tree Church, right? Or if I'm going to go back to the guys closest to that. So St. Irenaeus, back in their time, what would they do? They'd be like, who are you a student of? I'm a student of Polycarp, and Polycarp was a student of St. John. Where are you at, bro? What's, your, what's your, cred, your credentials, right? And I think that's the part is most people don't realize that everybody was Catholic for 1,500 years, right? Everybody. Just like you said, everybody. I think about when you're talking about the real presence, uh, first person I came to mind was Francis Chan, mm-hmm. right? Francis Chan is coming to that realization that, whoa, mind-blowing, right? This whole time he's been formed, indoctrinated into what uh, this whole Protestant things where it's at. And he's going, I didn't realize this. And part of what we're saying is if you're a truth seeker, seek the truth. That's why guys like Dr. Scott Hahn, Dr. John Bergsma, all these former um, guys like Matthew Leonard, who were former Protestants, they, they saw the truth more important than their livelihood, than even their familiar relationships. Um, the other thing I would say, uh, you, know, uh, you know, along the authority of scripture, of course, everybody was Catholic, I also think about um, just the the wholeness of our faith, right? That we're not just on scripture, but we're on sacred tradition and we're on the magisterium, the teaching authority of the church, right? That we still have Matthew 16 is, is big for us, right? That the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We think the longevity, we've had some corrupt popes, right? And you have to keep in mind, Miko talked about that and Keone brought that up, that corruption, that this is a divine institu- institution entrusted to man. So the church in and of herself is holy because of he, he who makes her holy. So the members don't make her holy, right? The members make her the, you know, just make her um, the hospital, right? For the, the broken and the sick and the wounded that Jesus said, I came for the sick, not for those who are well. So keep in mind, this is a divine institution that our church is holy, not because of any one of us. The church is holy because of God who is holy. And so it's just kind of, you know, obviously we, we can't do enough to kind of tease us out in this episode, but there is a reason why we're deciding to be Catholic. And it isn't just because we're a bunch of sheep trying to go along with it. It's if we're going to be of a Christian faith, 
right? That we have to make sure that we're in the right Christian faith. And I think this is the, 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 the one true church, the one with, um, that was started by Christ himself. And we have a long history of that. So, you know, wrestle with that a little bit for those of you out there wrestle with that and ask more questions and let us know how we can help you because there's a reason why we're we're we're, we're picking up this cross and trying to follow our lord right yeah and i think it's just to add any like one last thing it's like going off the, the catholic church like out through all the scandal and the stuff that we had our church is still standing and that's the one you want to be with because like you were saying it doesn't matter about the mechanics of the world it doesn't matter about those people those people will get what they deserve yeah. but you're never going to tear down the church it's not going to happen it's been two thousand years you're the arguments against it aren't going to work they didn't work in 400 bc when the sophists are trying to argue with socrates they're not working against thomas aquinas they're not going to work now yeah. so you keep trying that's the idea is like when corruption happens in ours we move on and those people go out the satan leaves it but with those church with uh my boy tom johnson and his church when when corruption happens there, that means two more churches. Okay, that means three more churches. That means uh, Gary wanted to start this one because it, oh, well Tom wasn't doing so. Tom was our leader, and that's see that's that's the difference. Is I'm going to stand with the one that's going to fight through those things. If your church can't fight through scandal because you guys just made it three years ago, then that's not a church I want to be a part of. I want to be something that's bigger than me. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was um, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot there to be able to just realize that the Holy Spirit guards and protects. Right, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So any, any last words, Keone? You good? Let us know in the comments if you want a part two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can go on and on. But obviously, we're passionate about our faith, and that's a good thing. So we just ask that you uh, continue to pray about that. You know what I mean? Let us know what it is to, to maybe tease us out a little bit more. Meeks? Yeah. Um, like, comment, subscribe, of course. But also, you got to share our stuff on Instagram on your stories because you guys aren't doing it. <laughs> and I don't know why, but our last episode got like the least amount of views because you guys are sleeping on us again um i i'm not sure what's going on but it's disrespectful <laughs> so we're gonna have to step it up this one we need to smash the like button we got to share it on facebook and all those things that they do you guys gotta stop uh it's colin right from ireland yeah 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 he's 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 carrying everyone right now he's carrying the whole audience <laughs> he's carrying the team and for his sure. back hurts so he needs help <laughs> so if you guys could just help us out shout out to colin and and not let Colin be the only one that's supporting and, and carrying this the, the torch, the PBK torch. He's flying <laughs> high with the cape. And he's telling us everyone about it, and uh, no one else is. So how about Colin this episode? Yeah. If you don't like us, how about Colin? <laughs> all the way in Ireland, man. There's no there's no excuses for all, especially all you. Yeah, folks. no one even knows what time it is when he watches it. So <laughs> come on, help him out. And he's one of the first. Yep. He's one of the first. So you know, praise God for for folks like Colin. But no, on a serious note, continue to like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what's going on. You know, we we appreciate you guys being a part of the ministry. We appreciate all your feedback. And uh, so, you know, let us know and uh, do us a solid one and spread the word. So uh, appreciate your time. And uh, till the next episode, get holy or die trying. <laughs>